1: Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening.
2: Happy Labor Day weekend to you, Coach Paula.
1: Woohoo! Always look forward to a three-day weekend.
2: Even though it's a little bit rainy this weekend, but it's still a long weekend.
1: And I think I look forward to a long weekend because we do most of our coaching on the weekend and it gives us even more time to take a thorough look at our athletes.
2: Yes, it does. So tell me about your training this week.
1: That well, was pretty uneventful. We had been out of town on Monday night and Tuesday morning. We didn't get back until Tuesday evening and so waited and did my workout then and went really well. So I was glad of that and the rest of the week pretty mild workouts and i did a 12 miler which that's not very high mileage most of our athletes who are training for the same marathon that we're going to in chicago had probably three hour runs or something around there this weekend and i'm still just taking it easy
2: yeah we're building you up gradually from your last marathon
1: yeah so i'm not gonna do five marathons next year okay I'm thinking about picking three.
2: Mm -hmm. Any of those international?
1: No, I think I'm going to kind of look at knocking out three states next year. Okay. Now, I will put a little caveat. I have marked on my calendar that October 1st, you can drop your name in a hat for the London Marathon. Again? Again. Again. So I figure I'll drop my name in, drop your name in. If one of us gets in, then the other can figure out how to get a charity bib or something. Because, you know, if one of us goes, we probably ought to both go. Probably should. Probably should.
2: But we could also go through a tour group, potentially.
1: Mm -hmm. That's true. But if we're going to spend the extra money, I'd almost prefer to find a charity that seems to be a good cause.
2: Sounds like a good plan.
1: Yep, so we'll see.
2: So my training's been going pretty good this week, continuing swim, bike, and run, increasing the run, getting ready for Chicago, but then, as we talked about last podcast, getting ready for the PTO, U.S. Open, so doing some open water swimming, ramping up a little bit on the bike, not too much, getting excited for that.
1: I didn't hear much about your open water swim, other than your watch was wrong in calibrating your distance and time and that you're a little stopped up from the water but otherwise you didn't really talk about your swim
2: yeah so there's a local lake that people do recreational swimming and splashing in called windy hollow lake and campground and rv park and dragway they, they've got it all but the swimming area is not huge according to my gps watch One lap is about 200 yards, and if I try to extend the lap, you know, stretch it out to make it a little bit longer by getting closer to the bank, I'll start dragging my hand in the sand and mud on the bottom. So about 200 yards according to my GPS, but I find it hard to believe that the GPS could be accurate because it's indicating that I'm going about 50 seconds per hundred slower than I would in the pool. So I'm thinking that I will be much quicker in Irving, Texas in two weeks than I have been at Windy Hollow.
1: Yeah, and have they changed where they permit you to swim? Because we used to swim a pretty large lap in that lake.
2: There's a rope that indicates where the casual swimmers, the splashers, are not supposed to go beyond. And in the past, we would swim under that and do the full perimeter of the lake. But I got the impression that they didn't really want us on that side because it's so much deeper. So I've been honoring their wishes and staying on the more shallow side where they tend to keep an eye on people.
1: And do the recreational swimmers try to come out and see what you're doing, or do they seem oblivious?
2: As I'm sighting or as I'm taking a breath, I can see a few people staring at me, wondering what's going on. (laughs) But after four or five laps, they just start ignoring me. I do have to watch out for them to make sure they're not in my path, but I mean, that's just part of open water swimming. You got to know where you're going and dodge obstacles.
1: I just figure there might be some curious little whooper snappers coming out there and trying to race you or something.
2: I was thinking when I was swimming yesterday that there were a couple of young men on a platform in the middle of the lake, just chilling. They weren't jumping off. They were just sitting there. And I could tell they were watching me. And you know how just random thoughts go through your head when you're doing something like swimming and it's pretty monotonous. I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if... What would happen if they decided to start throwing rocks at me or something? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's not very positive thoughts.
2: <laughs> no, it wasn't very positive. But hey, they were kind young men. They left me alone. I've got several topics I wanted to discuss today. Random news nuggets.
1: Well, before we get into the random news nuggets, can we talk about the cross-country meet yesterday? We can. Is that all right? Sure. So we actually have two of our athletes that were... In a local cross-country meet yesterday, and I guess the high school race was first, right? It was. So we have a young man running for a high school. It's not actually a local high school, but it's a regional high school, but he was here locally running the race. Felt like he did a pretty good job, especially in the first mile, and then I feel like we got some great video footage and can provide him some... Feedback that's going to help him later in the season, but it's just going to be fun to watch and see how his season unfolds, and um, I'm pretty sure he saw you a whole lot during that race. I was able to see him three times. I think you probably saw him 72 times.
2: (laughs) No, it wasn't that many times, but I did get a good workout running to and fro across the cross-country course. It was fun. I enjoyed cheering.
1: And then our other athlete is a 7th grader, and so she ran the middle school race. And by this time, like it was an overcast day, but it was a warm and humid day. So I don't know what the dew point was, but the air was heavy for sure. I was a little bit worried about that, but before the race, we talked to her just a little bit, and she had her sights on... A girl from another team, even though, you know, she has plenty of competition within her own team to keep her working. But she was just surprised of of the ranking and placing that she had heard about from this other girl. And I think that got her thinking hey if she can do it i can do it so she was all over that girl and she had a great race she finished in the highest ranking that she's finished on her team she has finished third and fourth this year on her team in races but yesterday she finished second on the team and third overall but it's just a pretty impressive little team i believe they had their five scorers were in the top seven
2: (laughs) Something like that.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I looked at. I thought it was, but once she crossed the finish line, she was struggling a little bit, and I happened to be right there. So I lost track of how the finish unfolded after that because I wanted to make sure she was good, which she was. She was just tired. She raced hard. I think after that race, I think she's going to get more and more competitive because I think she's starting to realize her potential a little bit more.
2: Yeah, and realize a little bit more what it takes on race day.
1: Yeah, so, and I think with her, what we'll really focus on is because her start was super strong and like I'd say first third was super strong and last third was super strong. So probably just have her think about what that intensity needs to feel like in that middle third, which for her this time, I almost felt like the strategy was to run with or near the girl she had her sights on, which I don't know. She hasn't commented in training peaks yet that I've seen. Did you Have you seen? Her?
2: No comments yet. We're still awaiting.
1: Yeah. Ladybug, if you're listening to this, comment in training peaks and we'll be working on that middle third.
2: Yeah. So her splits by kilometer, because it was a 3K race, were 617, 701, and 634. Yeah. But the most impressive part was how competitive she was in the final kilometer. It wasn't about time. It was about place and finishing strong. And her time wasn't the best that she's had, but it was the best finish or the best placement. So it was very encouraging.
1: Yeah. And the air as thick as it was, I'd say if you factored that in and did some sort of scalable finish time, it was probably her best race, but it was warm. And the course isn't extremely hilly or technical like it's a fair course but it's some cross-country courses are just outlandish this Mm -hmm. one's pretty fair good fun course anyway it was fun and again after you'd already run all over the place cheering the boys 5k i think you almost ran the 3k (laughs)
2: almost Uh without pacing or crossing paths of the runners yeah yeah doing what a spectator does
1: yeah But it was fun. It'll be fun to. I hope she continues to love it because she has better days ahead of her. She's doing great. Mm -hmm. We had an athlete who lives in Missouri who ran twenty miles for the first time ever this weekend, and I think she surprised herself. She was a little bit nervous about it. She's been in a in the biggest build of her training. She's in week three of a three week build, and the twenty miler was the culminating event for that and she got through it and I think she's feeling like maybe a marathon was a good life choice after all.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: So, we're uh, we're excited to meet her in person in Chicago and we can't get to all of our athletes' races, you know, they race all over the place and we pick our races and that's where we go, but it's always fun when those life events intersect, especially when it's athletes that are from Another city or another state and otherwise we would not meet them in person. So looking forward to getting there and meeting her and meeting up with a few other athletes. Should be a good weekend.
2: It will be exciting.
1: So, and I know she's going to be super excited when she looks at training peaks this week and sees that she's getting a nice recovery week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved.
1: Well earned. Soak up,
2: week. soak up the fitness.
1: Yeah. She's got three weeks to soak up. I think the thing that we have to continually remind our athletes when they're on a recovery week, they're like, oh, I'm not running as much. I'll have time to do this, 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 and this. No, still continue to focus on getting good rest, getting good nutrition. Give that body some time. <laughs> downtime. Mm-hmm.
2: You got to get the starting line healthy.
1: Yeah. So anyway, you mentioned that you have some random news
2: I do. Before I jump into the random news nuggets, I received an email this week, maybe others have received it as well, that the local Wendell Foster Half Marathon, which takes place on November the 12th, they're offering a 25% off code if you sign up before midnight on Tuesday, September the 6th. The code is 250 off, as in 25OFF. So if you're thinking about signing up, you can save a few dollars by signing up with that code before midnight on Tuesday, September 6th.
1: Yeah, and I'd say if you do sign up, and especially if we don't know you personally and you're coming to town, shoot us an email at ryrcoach at gmail.com. We'd love to welcome you to town and get to meet you. We'd yeah. love to run into and meet our random listeners. Mm
2: -hmm. And speaking of the Wendell Foster half, we created a fan plan for the Wendell Foster half recently and posted that on our website, com. And it's geared towards cheering for someone who runs about seven minutes a mile. So if you are spectating someone who runs a little bit faster, you may have to scale back on the fan plan. If you are... Spectating someone who runs a little slower, then you'll be just fine. But check it out. It's a pretty exciting fan plan. I think there are 10 or 11 viewing locations across the 13-mile race. So that's pretty good.
1: That's pretty good.
2: So check it out. All right, random news nuggets. When I finished the Ironman World Championship a few years ago, Mike Riley, the voice of Ironman... Welcomed me to the finish line, and I think he made a comment when I kind of stopped and walked and did a little dance. Come on, cross the finish line. (laughs) Anyway, I don't remember what he said, but he said something. After many, many, many years of announcing at Ironman events, he has made the decision that 2022 will be his last year doing that. He's not leaving triathlon, he's still going to be active in other ways, but he will not be announcing at the finish line. So. Hmm,
1: maybe he will transition to PTO.
2: I think his voice is getting tired.
1: Maybe. It would be interesting, though, for him. He's been with Iron Man a long time as it's been acquired by new ownership and those types of things. It would be really interesting to get an honest take from him on the transitions and how that's affected the company over the years Mm -hmm. i've heard him interviewed on other podcasts and he just seems to genuinely love the sport and the people and i'm I'm guessing he would not speak illy of the company that hires him but surely he's noticed some things that he'd like to see happen differently with that organization probably so I don't know, but yeah, wish him well, and it's kind of sad that he won't be at the Ironman finishes anymore. Yeah. A lot of people choose their races based on whether or not he was going to be at that race.
2: The article I read about his retirement said one of his concerns is that last race, is there going to be a group of people waiting to cross the finish line right at the, the cutoff so they can be the last person he says their name. You are an Iron Man. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. But. Nah.
1: I mean, I like the guy and everything, but I'm going to finish my race.
2: Finish it up. <laughs> All right. Next random news nugget. I was reading an article about taking care of your shoes. And we've got a lot of shoes, mostly running shoes. But LG is coming out with a product they're calling the Shoe Care Appliance and it is designed to dry your shoes and reduce odor but it can also be used as a display case for your shoes and each of these shoe care appliances is a cube shape glass and they hold one pair of shoes and you can stack them you can arrange them in whatever design you want in your shoe (laughs) display room So you could have it like near the front door. So when your guests come in the front door, they'll see the shoe care appliance and just know they should take their shoes off and put them in there.
1: I'm trying to think of who you're reminding me of right now that thinks they're really funny. And they are really funny, I always say (laughs) that. Yeah. I'm assuming you're being extremely satirical.
2: (laughs) This is a real product.
1: I believe it's a real product, but... It's probably not designed for entry halls of a home.
2: I beg to differ. (laughs) Some people think a lot of their shoes.
1: Who? Name one person that if they walked in our house, they'd be like, Oh my goodness, that is the most amazing display of stinky running shoes I've ever seen. Well, they
2: don't stink anymore. (laughs) All right, moving right along.
1: No, I don't want to move on. I want to talk about this because the other day... Our son opened the storage closet in our mudroom slash laundry room. He came out and said, oh my goodness, you all need to find a new place for your running shoes. So I'm thinking if this product is reasonably priced, we could stack these in the storage closet of our laundry room, not in our entry hallway.
2: Our storage closet is not big enough for all the shoes that you have.
1: I only have four pair that I use.
2: Okay. Well, I did not see that the product was available to purchase yet, but more to come on that.
1: And you didn't see a price point? No. Should we buy stock in this um, new home decor product?
2: I think we're going to have to wait and see. I
1: know it's going to come to me what what random, satirical, comedic personality that you're reminding me of right now. I'm just not thinking of it.
2: I'm not thinking of it either. I wasn't trying to be anybody but myself.
1: <laughs> but you are kidding about a display by the front door, right?
2: I'm referring to the pictures that were in this article.
1: And you thought, man, I would love to go into a house and that'd be the first thing I see.
2: Let's move right along. Okay. <laughs> in other news, my fitness pal, which we encourage some athletes to use to track their calories and their micros. Been a real handy tool for us and for others. They're making a change starting October 1st, where the barcode scanner is no longer available to free athletes, to free users.
1: Oh man, they're just trying to get us to pay.
2: And it's like $15 a month.
1: Yeah, it's not.
2: So I think I can do without the barcode scanner.
1: I mean, I could definitely do without the barcode scanner, but... Man. It is handy. It is convenient. I will say, though, it's more important to eat foods that don't have barcodes because most food that has barcodes is processed. So... That's a good point. We're just going to have to steer clear of any and all things processed, which honestly we do more weights and measures and entering than we do scanning, but the scanner's nice. It's not worth $15 a month to me. Me either. You know, they did that on the Find Me Gluten-Free app. All the features that were free and I loved, they changed those to the paid side. But Find Me Gluten-Free is only 20 bucks a year, so I might fork that over. Because when we travel, that app really is a lifesaver.
2: I've had some success just using Google Maps and searching for gluten-free restaurants.
1: Yeah. I, the guy who created find me gluten-free you know he's celiac and can't have gluten and in the past you could go search any city and there were tons of reviews and now when you go most of the reviews are a couple of years old so i think the features that he has moved to the paid side has caused way fewer people to even utilize the app And so that hurts the product because you don't have up to date information because he depends on his users to add content.
2: Restaurants and comments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. The next item I wanted to talk about was an update coming to Training Peaks. Training Peaks announced this week that they will soon be releasing the capability of transferring structured swim workouts into Garmin watches. So Garmin Connect has had the ability to create structured workouts, but as coaches, we can't really interact with our athletes' Garmin Connect account. But some athletes will take the workout that we prescribe, recreate it in Garmin Connect, and then execute it Well, this is going to be much better for both coach and athlete when it is released.
1: Yeah. And to me, it's surprising that it's not already out there because it really seems like the exact same programming logic to do a swim workout versus a bike or run workout. So it's always been a puzzle to me why it will push out bike and run, but not swim. But for whatever reason, I'm glad they're dotting that I or crossing that T and it couldn't have been a lot of code change to make it happen. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see.
2: Uh, the last little tidbit that I had was that the PTO US Open Pro Panel and Autograph Session, the time of that has been announced. It is on Friday, September 16th at 11 a.m. So as we travel to the PTO US Open, we're going to have to get there early. We're going to have to do a lot of driving on thursday night to be able to get to texas on early friday morning
1: so it's autographs or it's a panel discussion
2: it says it's both
1: because i would definitely be interested in hearing what they have to say but i'm not big on autographs
2: i was thinking about taking one of our ryr endurance team yard signs and seeing how many pro athletes we could get to sign it pretty cool. If you're into that kind of thing. If you're into that kind of thing. (laughs) Staying on the PTO U.S. Open theme, I know we talked about that some last week. This week the men's and women's pro field for the PTO U.S. Open was announced and it's packed with some of the best professional triathletes in the world. Starting on the ladies side, there's 21 professional ladies competing and 10 of the top 20 in the world will be there.
1: Wow. So I'm guessing Lucy.
2: Lucy, Charles Barclay, and Ashley Gentle, and Taylor Nibb, Paula Finley. It's going to be very competitive on the ladies' side. And then on the men's side, there are 33 professional men and 12 of the top 20 competing.
1: What about our boy Sam?
2: Sam Long will be there. <laughs> the big surprise is that neither of the two top Norwegians ranked number one and two in the world, Blumenfeld and Eden, are not going to be there. But three, four, five, six, and seven will be there, which is Magnus Dietlow, Lionel Sanders, Alistair Brownlee, Daniel Backegaard, Florian Engert, and then Sam Long is 11th, I believe, ranked. But yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, Sebastian Keenley is going to be there as well as well as sam laidlow so sam long versus sam laidlow part 3 <laughs> we shall see how that goes
1: who who's your money on
2: long let your performance do the talking
1: that's right
2: so i wanted to talk about the prize purse for the pto us open they're giving away a million dollars and they also gave away a million dollars at the canadian open and the winner on both the men and the women's side get a hundred thousand dollars that's pretty good pay for a day's work and the distribution of money goes all the way down to 40th place although there are not 40 professional athletes receiving two thousand dollars but at 15th place the athlete will take home $10,000. And there's a reason why I mentioned 15th place. If you compare the PTO U.S. Open to the upcoming Ironman World Championship in October in Kona, the total prize purse is $750,000 as opposed to the 1000000 that PTO is offering. But the overall winner takes home more money. The Iron Man world champion will take home 125000 but they stop giving away money at 15th place, and the 15th place person gets $3,000 compared to 10000 at the PTO U.S. Open.
1: So basically, if you're a pro athlete competing in PTO, you're going to get paid something.
2: Exactly. You're going to bring home something.
1: Everybody gets a trophy. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of like the T-ball. <laughs> Although... A hundred grand trophy is a little bit sweeter than a two grand trophy that probably won't cover expenses.
2: The sponsors should be covering the expenses. That's all I had to talk about today. You got anything else?
1: I'm trying to think if there's anything pressing. I know we talk about weather a lot, but as soon as we think we're through the heat stroke weather, it's right back here in our hometown. And uh, we just talked to one of our athletes who's in Florida, and evidently it's sizzling hot in the Tampa area right now <laughs> mm-hmm. so, but actually um, some of our athletes had a little bit milder temperatures this morning that are more west of us so that's usually the temperatures that are west of us make it our way in a few days so i'm looking forward to some cooler running but i'll tell you what our athletes who have stuck it out training for these early fall marathons hopefully we'll get some early fall weather instead of late summer weather
2: definitely it will certainly make the race more enjoyable and the times faster
1: yeah and although yesterday was not the ideal temperature for runners It was great spectator weather at the cross-country meet yesterday.
2: I was (laughs) sweating like one of the runners.
1: You were a runner. You were all over the place.
2: And my voice is a little bit tired from all the screaming, too.
1: I know our athletes appreciate your enthusiasm, but I don't think they have the expectation that you would have to be at all the places, but you're a good coach, dedicated coach.
2: I enjoy doing it.
1: And me, I'm like, "Mm, I think I'm going to walk to the next spot. I ran 12 miles this morning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I did run to the finish line, though, to get that video. For anybody who's in our closed Facebook group and you have seen the video, I hope you took the public service announcement and muted the volume because I'm really loud in that video. I was excited for her.
2: It was a great race.
1: Good race. But we've already talked about that. I do have a question for you, though. What's that? You have any amazing Bible verses?
2: I do have an amazing Bible verse. It's from Lamentations.
1: Are you going to lament?
2: This is a really good one. Okay. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 26. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord.
0: At RYR Endurance Team, we specialize in customized coaching. What is customized coaching? It's more than a training plan. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. So what are your goals? What are you training for? Contact us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or visit us on our website ryrenduranceteam.com.
1: Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening.